Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and if you have realised over the long bank holiday you have too much personality to pack into a dating app, you've come to the right place. This week's character has a gorgeous Glaswegian accent. He manages to stay friends with all his exes and he is fast at everything he does other than speaking on this episode. Welcome to Single Sounds, the one with needless speed. Very excited to be here. Can't wait to answer all your questions. (laughs) Good. So let's start with your profile, your who, what, where. So who are you sexually attracted to? I am sexually attracted to guys 110%. (laughs) No question about it. Nope, no question about it at all. I mean, a few years ago, probably would have maybe questioned it, but no, not at all now. No, yeah, cool. You've got it sorted. So what are you looking for? Um, I used to think I had a type, but I wouldn't entirely say I've got a type now. I just need someone that is probably emotionally intelligent. Okay. Someone who's educated, but also someone that is just pretty relaxed, fun. I wouldn't really say looks are entirely the main thing for me. I would rather connect with someone on an emotional level before mm-hmm. um, that sort of physical level, but they are also important at the same time in yeah. some ways. <laughs> Still needed. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and finally, where would you like to date? Where? Um, I think that also kind of matches up with when at the moment. I mean, I would love to meet someone probably soon. I am obviously based in London, mm-hmm. but... I am in no rush at the moment, so I, I don't really know where I could see myself right now or in two, three, four, five years down the line. So I would love to say in London, but if I meet someone somewhere else, that's something I'm definitely open to. I would say my current dating is very much on Tinder, <laughs> on Tinder in London, but I'm very much open to meeting someone randomly going forward. Cool. Okay, so let's go with your two truths and a lie. So two truths and a lie. I... Once left a date with someone else and ended up on a date with another person on the same night. Okay. I once dated a girl for three months who then became my best friend. I have been in a relationship in the past. Oh, (laughs) these are all dating related. No one's done that before. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, I think the dating the girl and then her becoming your best friend. I can believe that. Mm. The last one was interesting. You've been in a relationship before. Hmm. I don't know. It's tricky. The dating someone and then ending up with a different person. I can believe that. All these are quite believable. I don't know why the relationship one stood out to me, so I'm going to go, that's the lie. That is indeed the lie. I have have been single for 22 and a half years now, so (laughs) never been in a real relationship with anyone. Fair enough. Just not found the one. I would say, yeah, definitely not found the one. And also, I would say I'm quite a kind of sporadic person. So, for example, recently moved to London I only really decided I want to do that a few months ago. I don't. I feel like I've not been in a position to like want to find a relationship, settle down with someone, and mm. try it out because I think that's a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah. And I would say I've probably had commitment issues, but I've known that, so I haven't wanted to go in a relationship so far. But I would say I'm probably getting more towards that point. Okay. As my future becomes a bit more certain. Yeah. So now you're like settled in London a bit more. You're open to having more of a commitment, maybe if you find the right person. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more about finding the right person and having certainty in my own future. Then I'd be more open to committing because I think I probably had the fear of committing in the past because there's just so much going on in life. Yeah, fair enough. So tell me about you ending up on a date with the person that you didn't go on the date with. That sounds hilarious. Um, Well, 
this was a very drunken night. Went on a date with someone who had, I've been out with a few times, actually it was a really good night. I mean, I'm the kind of person that says I've never regretted anything in life, but I genuinely have regretted this because <laughs> my behaviour was absolutely shocking. But went out on the date, went for a few drinks, then went to another bar, had a few drinks, and then met a friend um, with the person I was on the date with. We ended up going to a club, the three of us together, which was quite weird, but I thought also quite nice because I've introduced him to a friend. Then in the club, um, I met someone who I really liked, who I had had a bit of history with. Ah. Uh. And I then sent the date home in a taxi. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then ended up with the other person in the club. A bit of goodness actually came out of that because I ended up being friends with the person who I was on a date with originally and ended up then seeing for about six months the person who I met in the club. So, oh, amazing. I mean, it was positivity all round. Both of them don't know this happened yet, but I would say it was a good outcome all round. Um, still a little bit of regret because it was poor behaviour from my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did the date want to go home? Like, when you put them in the taxi, were they, like, happy to go? They were drunk and I, so I kind of used that as an excuse to put them in a taxi. I also did pay for the Uber. Oh, fair enough. That was nice of you. um, I don't think they wanted to come at that point in time because they were at the bar wanting a shot of tequila. So (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't the best decision of my life. Fair enough. (laughs) Sounds jokes. Now let me know. Might be related. I don't know. Your worst dating story. Well, that actually could have been my best and worst dating story um, purely because all around great date, but sent one of them home. So that (laughs) that, that could have been it. But I would say (laughs) genuinely probably my best slash worst dating story would be the first ever date I went on with a guy. Would have been probably five, five years ago last week. Oh, um, happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> lovely guy at the time. He had came out to his family the week before and I hadn't even come out to my family yet. Mm. Um, so that was all around just a bad setup from the start. I really liked him. He really liked me. But we got on so well, ended up getting ridiculously drunk on the date <laughs> to the point he was actually sick on the date in the Weatherspoon's toilet. So I had to like help him uh, and to literally almost drag him home to his student halls. Oh no. So that was so romantic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then from there, we ended up actually probably seeing each other for about three, four months. But it was just, it ended up being like so disastrous because he was so insecure about his sexuality. I told him that I'd come out to my family when I hadn't mm. and I wasn't probably at that stage and I was ready. It wasn't working for either of us, but then I then, me being sporadic, and kind of doing things off the hoof I decided I went to Thailand um, (laughs) that June for like a month so that kind of created like a blunt stop to what we had back then which I actually think at the time probably a good thing because it was becoming probably toxic for both of us but I would say I probably learned a lot about myself in that situation and I think he probably learned a lot about himself Mm. and we actually still talk to this day as well so oh you're really good at becoming friends with everyone (laughs) I would say this is part of my dating downfall is when I go on dates with people 99.9% of the time we just end up becoming friends rather than actually dating (laughs) dating or anyone else which I mean is nice but it's not really the outcome you go into the date wanting <laughs> yeah so, fair enough but i would say that that is a good thing and a bad thing it's a bit cursed yeah. Oh, yeah i mean it shows you're a nice person though at least like people want to be friends with you <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i try i do try but, but yeah i think it's probably because when you whenever i've been on dates i end up kind of treat them as a friend which i think mm. when i like want to date someone i kind of want someone that is going to be like a best friend who's a little bit more yeah but on like date number one that's probably a bad approach to go on with It is a difficult line. I I have sometimes an issue with people that are like, oh, I want to find my best friend. Mm -hmm. 
I do think it's quite good in life to have a best friend separate to your partner because you're probably going to want to moan about your partner eventually, right? Mm. You can't have them as your whole world. Otherwise, who are you going to moan to? <laughs> and like, or just discuss something with that maybe you don't want to discuss it with your partner. So I think there's a lot of like media pushing like, oh, you should, you know, or people like boasting about the relationship saying, you know, in the caption, oh, I'm so lucky I get to marry my best friend. It's like, do you want to marry your best friend? Or do you want to have like multiple best friends? Yeah, I think that's probably what I I've realised in the last couple of years is there's a real difference between a best friend and the person you actually want to like be with because mm. one thing about me is every all my friends know I love a good moan yeah. and I think if you're spending like 24-7 in future with your partner it can't be that kind of relationship whereas you're moaning at them because I like I like my own space. I need to have someone that I'm going mm. to like love all that time. But then I, I can be separate from and I can go and see my friends and have a good time with them. And it's a different relationship between both of them. Yeah. So I definitely completely agree on that. Mm, it's interesting. So speaking of moan, nice segue. I love it. <laughs> what is your moan of the moment? Oh, moan of the moment. Um, I mean, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> all day. No. Um, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'll go with a dating moan first. Okay. Da- uh, since I have moved to London, I have realised the dating scene London is like on another planet of difficulty. I would say guys down here are probably, I would say in my view, more difficult to approach. Oh, interesting. And I think that is one of the things I've seen in some friends down here. I think it's a more daunting dating scene. Hmm. I think one of the things I've realised is a lot of guys down here are, they're older than me. Um, okay. And a lot of them are kind of set up professionally. They've been working for a while. They've got kind of a big network of friends down here as well. So I think that makes quite a difficult dating scene that you've got to try and navigate as well. Also, it's very expensive as well. Moving <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. So it's, it's a difficult place to date in. So I would say that would be my dating moan of the moment. But a more general moan of the moment is connected to what I just said is life is expensive right now. Yeah. So one thing I love is to go out have a cocktail go out have food I would say my personality is just going out and eating <laughs> I don't really have any hobbies or personality beyond food and drink amazing but, and in London there's so many places you can go but it's just dire levels of expensive so. yeah it's an expensive hobby it is a very expensive hobby but a good one at that yeah I think it's a fair enough personality trait you like to go out probably, that's fine. it's probably my only personality trait to be honest <laughs> it's good for dating though oh yeah it is and I feel like I want to have like a list on my phone built up of like restaurant and bar recommendations because that's actually probably something I look for in a guy is someone that's been out and knows good places to go and eat mm. and drink because I'm not the kind of person that can go where do you want to go and I'll say we'll, we'll go there I want someone to say here's a great place let's go there yeah that's what that's what I love yeah yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've got a list on my phone of like places that I want to go. You'll need to share it, honestly. Yeah, I'll share it. I, it's a big one. I've got a friend who's like really keen. So we just will steal hers. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's such a good plan. I There's a girl in my work that lived in Madrid for a year and she literally has an Excel spreadsheet yeah. of like restaurants and bars, places she went to, locations. And she just shared it with so many people. And I, I like, I love that. I think that's ideal for me. Yeah, you just steal it. It's great. Let me know your stop, start, continue. Right. Stop, start, continue. That, that, I think this is a fun one, but I might go down a bit too serious with this. No, that's all right. So think of dating, stop, start, continue. I would say first thing would be stop smoking. That is like okay. my number one trait. And I think that sometimes can be viewed as judgmental, but that is the one trait I would need any partner, no matter personality or anything to stop. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd agree, to be honest. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah, I don't like the smell. Just everything about it, honestly. Not even like social smoking when drinking. I mean, they can drink as much as they like, do whatever they like, but just not as the one thing. I would say start again this is a weird one I think but I need to, I love someone that is like aware of what's going on in the world 
So oh, yeah, okay. You, so you can have like an educated conversation. I would say I'm quite a political person, but I'm not going to ever enforce my views on someone. But I would mm. love someone that's got like, that knows what's going on in the world, like watches the news. I think that sounds so boring. <laughs> but, but just when you can have like an educated conversation about something and someone's not going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I would love like someone to start like being like culturally aware and politically aware. That's something I'd love. Again, weird. I don't think that's so weird. Like, especially if you clearly like keep up with politics, like you read the news. You don't want to say to someone like, oh, did you see this? And then have to explain the whole article. You kind of want them to be like, oh yeah, I did. And this is my opinion on it. So it's a better conversation, right? Yeah, I absolutely love that. Like, I'm not going to sit with someone and be like, no, you're wrong. But I love like to have that sort of like a shared understanding of what's going on. Um, Continue. I would say, as I said, I like someone that is just quite relaxed and just a friend but kind of different from a friend I need someone that's got I like someone that gives me attention but also someone that's kind of on that equal footing of equally wants attention at the same time as well I need someone that's just like has boundaries knows what they want and then like that's kind of the key thing that I, I would want them to do in a relationship so thinking about probably the last person I spoke to obviously we had a very equal footing of they would come th- they stayed in Edinburgh which is like an hour away from Glasgow they they kind of came and seen me as much as I would go and see them oh, yeah. Yeah, and I it was see. very equal so I would want them to kind of continue that kind of equalness they would give me as much of attention as I'd give them I mm. think that's the key thing so having sort of that equal partnership is really what I'd want them to continue doing yeah there's nothing worse when you feel like you're giving off some energy and you're not getting it back yeah it sucks like I find it a lot with texting like you notice oh. you're always the first one's text and it's just like even with friends I get it I'm like you never text me you never check in with me like it just sucks I am when I'm texting I'm like the 10 text in a row I'm like short like short and sweet but I yeah. would send like 15 texts <laughs> I can't deal with it with someone I think this was, this would also be a bit of criteria for someone I'm dating I can't have someone that would be sending like a 15 like line paragraph I need like short and sharp and sweet so I, you can reply to like them separately yeah exactly yeah. that is it no yeah I've definitely changed my texting style a lot since they've introduced that feature like mm. I used to be a bit more blocky and now I do like short sharp ones because then the person can like reply to the bits that they actually like want to comment on I love that just don't the attention span for from beyond that it's so bad <laughs> yeah it does look like a massive essay now doesn't it and if you receive one of those you're like what have i done wrong <laughs> exactly it's like getting in trouble from mum or something yeah it's like a whole like paragraph oh dear okay so let me know your low-key flex i would say i am a very good i was gonna say scuba diver but that's actually wrong i'm a very good snorkeler oh, okay and this comes from so stereotypical so stereotypical but i have like a love for travel Mm-hmm. And as I said, it kind of relates to me being sporadic and just wanting to go away and do anything. Like, all something I'd want from dating is someone that would love to go and travel with me. Yeah. So I would say anytime I've been away, I was in, like, Thailand, the Maldives, anywhere like that, I loved, like, literally just get out, go to the beach, and just, like, have no fear, snorkeled with sharks, like, stingrays, massive turtles, and I love it. Like, I, I have zero, zero fear of it. I just kind of love getting out and doing stuff like that. So definitely... Someone I'm, someone I'm dating should be coming along and doing that with me. Yeah, doing the snorkeling. Yeah. So what's like the biggest shark you've seen? Um, I mean, hard to illustrate it on a, on a podcast. But I, I would just do like feet and length. <laughs> oh, I, I would say not far off a metre, but I mean, see when you've got like maybe three or four sort of baby sharks on below you, it's low-key terrifying. Yeah. But, but also amazing because I think that's one of the things. I skydived a couple of years ago as well. Oh, cool. And I've just got, I think I'd rather do something that's going to scare me and do it once and see if it, see if it is scaring you. You're in the moment anyway, so there's nothing can do about it mm. so I mean if I'm swimming with sharks and there's five kind of baby sharks below me there's nothing I can do yeah if I'm falling out there if 
15,000 feet, it's happening, so I can't stop it. Yeah, so yeah. Th- I think that's kind of the way I go. Um, so you're like, like a bit of a thrill seeker. See, I would I would say so. I think that's kind of cringy to say, but yeah, I would. But I think I need pushed and encouraged to do it, but then I never regret doing it. In the yeah. End. The thing about skydiving is once you're up there, you can't stop because you paid the money and the guy's on your back. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's pushing you out the plane. <laughs> they just chuck so, you out, don't yeah. they? So you've got no choice. And then when you're falling, you just need to enjoy it. So I think that is probably a slightly daring personality. I would, I would actually say that's probably my low-key flex. That's cool. And how about your non-negotiables? We've been through a few, I think. <laughs> got any more to add to the list? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say I'm not a particularly, particularly picky person, but apparently I'm very picky. Um, <laughs> no, they're just general things, I think. Yeah, I would say I just need someone that is... I like someone that's tidy yeah again very stereotypical but someone that's tidy as i said like educated aware of what's going on and just up for doing like kind of fun things as i've said i kind of do like to go out and like try new things mm. the, the key non-negotiable actually related to what i've said is i can't have someone that's fussy with food oh that is a good one no one said that before I, and i agree it's a nightmare <laughs> I will literally, I love like walking down a street and you just walk into any random restaurant yeah. and see if, see if I'm with someone like, can't go there, can't go there. Nothing worse, honestly. I will eat anything or try anything at least once. Mm. So I need someone to be the same. But I think that's quite a difficult one. Yeah, that's, that is interesting because I, I'm definitely the same. I really like, like it about myself that someone says, where do you want to eat? And I just say, like anywhere. Mm. There'll be something I can find on the menu because I don't have any dietary requirements. Yeah. <laughs> Where would your go-to be then? To be honest, at the moment I'm really into Korean, like big fan. I had amazing Korean on Wednesday night. Yeah, I I keep going to Koreans at the moment. (laughs) But I'd say like, it's a bit basic, but probably like my last meal, you know, when someone asks you like on your front death store, what what would you get? I'd probably just get an Italian pizza pasta. I'm always happy in an Italian. I think mine's would probably be sushi. I love... Oh, that's a good one. I went to Sticks and Sushi in Soho. In November, and oh my god, it was the best food I've like ever had. Yeah. So I would, I would literally go every night if I could. <laughs> yeah, if you could afford it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. And final question: drink of choice. Easiest question so far: margarita <laughs> all day, every day. Uh, oh, a margarita! Oh, so good. I would say this has happened since lockdown. Honestly, I wouldn't say I'm addicted, but every time I go out, it's always the first drink. I had a cheeky couple on Friday. So good. But I think I've yet to find my sort of favourite margarita in London. Yeah. So that's my that's my task. I was going to ask, like, do you have a place to go that's got the best margaritas? Well, I would say so far, but a lot more places to try it. The Saxon and Clapham. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've um, been there. Really good margarita. Interesting. I highly recommend. Love that. It's a funny one. I feel like anywhere that does cocktails will have a margarita, right? That's like a staple. But then if you're going into a pub <laughs> it's a bit of an awkward one to ask for in a pub I think I think I have done it back home in Glasgow once and I kind of got a bit of a funny look so <laughs> you've just kind of got to judge the setting you're in yeah do you mainly go to bars then do you think um, back home it would mainly be pubs but I would say since I came to London it's definitely mostly bars bars yeah but I would say pubs in London are also way better than back home yeah okay fine I think they kind of blend in like pub and bar here yeah I agree actually especially like in Soho area there's a lot yeah. of like they could be pubs they could be bars they're just kind of like a place where you drink I exactly. don't even know what you'd call them even restaurants in Soho as well can I just go to drink rather than eat yeah that's interesting cool I'm gonna play your bestie wreck oh no I'm scared <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one are you ready I'm ready so some reasons why you should date my friend first off he is the most chaotic yet organised person I've ever met. From the outside, from other people's perspective, you would think he's organised, got his life together. Yet this is really not the case. 
he's stressful just to watch when you're out for food or drinks with him. The way he eats and drinks uh, really explains this. He drinks as if he's just finished a marathon anytime he has a drink of water. And when he eats, it's as if he's been starved for three days. Everything's just fast, which also goes into his metabolism. The guy eats probably on average 6,000 to 10,000 calories a day, yet has not got an ounce of fat on him. He's so scrawny. Um, I'm sure you appreciate me saying that. Also, when you're observing, which is a term I would like to say, it's like going to the zoo. You're, you're experiencing something out of the ordinary. You could watch it for ages, the way it acts in its natural habitat, which would be him eating or drinking. It's just not normal for human beings. Also, what's not normal um, is his hair. Uh, he's been balding since the age of 16. He's probably only got four or five haircuts left in his lifetime. And also another reason to date my friend is if you get him drunk enough and he starts dancing, his dancing resembles Morrissey from the Smiths, which is always nice to see. But overall, he's a nice bloke and you should definitely date if you want something a bit different. That was, I mean, actually very accurate, but also very brutal. <laughs> it was very brutal. I, I feel like I've been virtually roasted. So he will be getting a few angry texts after this podcast. <laughs> I sent him I was like oh this is so savage I love it but then I was like it's a good testament of friendship like if your friends can't be honest about you you can well all I'm saying is I might need a few margaritas after that because yeah. that, that was tough to take um, the dancing <laughs> especially <laughs> yeah. would you agree though um, I, <laughs> I would agree with the dancing 110% I dance like a mum who's had like two bottles of wine <laughs> At her sister's party, like that is that's how bad it is. Um, the food also, yep, I agree with that. And yeah. drinking, you will literally give me a cocktail and I will finish it in like two seconds for no reason, <laughs> uh, and then I will then get another, and then that normal read um, sort of leads to a very messy downfall within about yeah. three hours, which is bad. Oh, it's so interesting. He said that you eat and drink so much. Obviously, you said you really enjoy it, but Ugh. like he's so right. You don't. I mean, you're quite tall, but you don't look like you eat ten thousand calories a day. <laughs> Well, I think um, one of his key skills is obviously exaggerating because I probably eat, I probably do eat about 4,000 calories a day. Wow. But I remember we went to Sticks and Sushi in November and we got like two sharing plates for the two of us. We also got like starters and sides as well. It was ridiculous. And we ate every single bit of that food. Yeah. I just, I've always been like that. It's yeah, really but you weird. just must have a really high metabolism. Yeah, and I don't really go to the gym as well. So. <laughs> You're just so lucky. <laughs> Okay, that's my low-key flex, actually. I'm going to change that. <laughs> that is your low-key flex. I wish I had that. I look at food and I put on weight, literally. <laughs> it's tragic. What else did he say? He said about, oh, yeah, your hair. That was surprising. Like, it doesn't look that bad to me. If you knew me for three years ago, I could easily put my hair up in, like, a quiff, um, have it... Oh, and then okay. I would say especially over the last few months with my job I've lost probably about a centimetre and a half of hair oh no especially on the sides I'm like stress I've been yeah I went back to my barber back in Glasgow um, last week and he was actually in shock at really? my hair it'd only been a month but I would say that's probably one of my key personality traits is just moaning about my receding hairline <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> <laughs> and then in my friend group that just that just becoming the brunt of all the jokes all your jokes yeah, yeah. oh bless you I mean I don't think it looks that bad but i guess i didn't know you before so do you know what? i'll take that that's a lovely self-esteem boost now <laughs> yeah. i'll be taking that back to my barber <laughs> yeah yeah you tell him also me being i would say appearing organized but actually not being oh yeah the chaotic energy oh anyone that ever meets me more than twice literally says you're the most chaotic person i've ever met in my life is that just your mannerisms oh 100 i think that's partly why um my manager and my previous role didn't get on with me because <laughs> i was just, i would say i'm not 
an excitable person that'll come in just with like energy and I love talking to people and I think she had the impression that I was stressed I was like no I'm not stressed I'm just happy full, full of energy yeah <laughs> um, so that's just the way I am but I do I do things really quickly as well for some reason I don't it's all maybe that's why I burn through so many calories yeah maybe <laughs> well it's like I am the same in the sense that my burnout driver is a hurry up driver don't mm. you know those like I can't remember exactly what they're called it's like the five drivers of burnout and mine's like hurry up driver so I like to do everything fast and it reminded me when you say you know you eat and drink really really fast I do the same with my work like if I don't get it done quickly I'm stressed because I'm like I need to just yeah boom 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 so do you walk really fast is that I mean I couldn't run a marathon but if I was to run a marathon I could just probably speed walk it because (laughs) (laughs) I do that's probably why I was so out of breath when I got here because I do I can like just charge ahead if I'm out walking with my mum she's coming to London in about four weeks and she will moan at me every two minutes for walking too fast yeah. I'm like just grow bigger legs because I'm not slowing down fair enough yes yeah, so you just do everything a bit quick yeah I mean probably a life lesson is just to slow down the amount of people yeah. if I had a pound for every time I've been told to slow down I would probably be a millionaire but it's probably never going to happen yeah no I think that's the thing with these drivers they're, they're just like a part of you and it's more like how you manage it rather than changing it so you can just you know like when you get a meal a good tip I got told is like try and have a sip of water for like every three mouthfuls <laughs> it does actually help a little bit because <laughs> I think it's just the action of like putting down your knife and fork like going for the water picking it back up like it just slows you down a bit because <laughs> I eat so fast yeah I know I 100% agree when I have tried to slow down I think I'm the one that ends up sitting talking through the meal yeah but I think that can be really annoying as well yeah but the one thing my mum always says to me and a couple of friends said this yesterday is oh you're so quiet because even I'm enjoying food I just go like yeah silent and I just <laughs> focus I, on the meal that's what I do I never speak at dinner because I'm just shoveling it in my mouth so yeah another good tip mm. just like ask someone a question or something as long as I've been watching the news then that'll be fine yeah <laughs> ask some political question okay Moving on, final section, this or that. So I'm just going to give you two options. Okay. Go with your gut feel. First one, easy one. Red or white wine? Red. Red. All day, every day, Malbec. Oh, you like a red. Is that with food, like with a, with a nice steak? I mean, if I'm having a steak, then absolutely. But I could I could easily drink red wine. Like, see sat in the pub outside, mm. glass of red wine, I'd be so happy. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? Bit of a deep one. Oh, that's difficult. Um, cause of my death. I'm not the kind of person that would want to be looking down the line expecting my death to happen. Mm. I would rather just know how it's going to happen. I could maybe prepare. But... Yeah, I think I think I'd rather that too. The deadline of the death would be like really hard. I think unless it's like so far away. I don't know. I think I'd probably get scared and end up like doing it myself in advance because I, <laughs> I, I, I have, I, have a th- I would say I'm not a controlling person, but I do like to know what's happening and I think I'd end up just be like no I'm not letting something take me away I'll do it myself yeah oh god <laughs> fair deep. enough yeah okay have three arms or three legs oh three arms all day oh that'd be amazing yeah the amount of extra things I could do would be yeah. brilliant with your hurry up driver that would probably be good <laughs> But I might, might try to invest in a third arm. That'd be really good. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier when I was like writing it down, and I was like, actually, at work, that would be insane. If you have a desk job, you'd have like two hands still to type, and then another one to do the mouse. Like, you'd be so quick. <laughs> I'm actually seeing this right now. I'm I'm quite excited for working Tuesday. Might <laughs> might try and bring someone along, and get them to be the third arm. Yeah. Be good. <laughs> it's a good idea. Always have an urge to pee, or never know when you need to pee. 
It's quite hard. Oh no, I would say the first one. Yeah. The second one, actually, that would scare me so much. It would be quite stressful because yeah. I think then it would be like, all of a sudden, like, you're like bursting. And then you might not, yeah. Always like needing to pee would be annoying though. But yeah. Well, as a fast paced person, I feel like I'd, I could run to the toilet and back quite quick. So that'd be fine. Mm, true, true. Really thought this through. Would you rather start in a TV show or a YouTube channel? Or a TV show. Yeah. Just for the clout and attention, I think. <laughs> that's, that's so bad. That's not bad. What TV show would you pick? Right, this is even more cringy, but I would say if I was to be in any TV show, it would be The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that became my lockdown addiction, and I, if I could be Lisa Vanderpump, I would be Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's my future aspiration. <laughs> Love it. It's always good to have a goal. <laughs> Always be overdressed or always be underdressed? I would say overdressed. Yeah, um, I would I, too. I love going out and getting dressed up, especially, I would say, in work now, it's more casual than what I expected. So I love going out for like a meal or going out on a Saturday and like putting an effort to what I'm wearing. I think mm. you just feel really good doing that. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's less embarrassing as well to be overdressed because yeah. everyone just says like, oh, you look so nice. Whereas when you're underdressed, like you just feel really self-conscious, yeah. don't you? Well, I do anyway. Oh no, I agree 100%. And especially in like a work setting, that would be, you know, you're meeting a client or something and you're in your trackies. <laughs> oh, don't, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather be in a ball gown than my trackies. <laughs> I mean, you get good attention if you were in a ball gown. Um, yeah. I mean, if I was in a ball gown and work, I think I'd probably get some strange attention, but... Um, well, whatever you want. <laughs> don't know what would be worse, trackies or a, or a ball gown. Probably, probably a ball gown, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. Would you rather clog the toilet at a date's house or at your work? <laughs> I would probably say... At a date's house, and I can only answer this because I've actually done that. No! <laughs> so, yeah, I've been there and done that. Um, truly a disgusting story, so... But yeah, I would say work colleagues, you've got to hold a separate, like a, a certain reputation with them. Mm. Even if you're friends with them, I don't want them to like see that or yeah. see the embarrassment of that. But I would say a date, at least if you're like a few dates in, you can go over that, laugh about it. Yeah, on. you can like have a, you're, that's right. I was thinking maybe in the office, you could like blame it on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> that is shady, but I absolutely love it. That is brilliant. <laughs> Just be like, no, 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 like, who was that? That's disgusting. I've been in that toilet. Don't yeah, exactly. Like, I haven't even been to the loo today. <laughs> But yeah, it'd be a bit hard. I guess like maybe at dates house, you could the most you could do is like blame it on a housemate. <laughs> as long as like it's not meeting the family or anything like that, oh, then yeah. that's absolutely fine. That's true. Because that would can't be... really blame it on the other family oh, members. <laughs> Wouldn't go down well. That would be the worst family introduction ever. <laughs> so when when you did it at the dates house, like what did you do? Literally panicked. Spent about ten minutes. I think I must have used up half a bottle of bleach. <laughs> Then walked out back into the bedroom and I was like, hi, um, I've blocked up your toilet. <laughs> you just owned up. I know, I had to get him in to just do it for me because there was absolutely no chance I was getting a toilet brush and dealing the, like, with that. like plunger, yeah. I was tragically hungover as well, so it was just <laughs> probably the worst 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> Amazing. And um, that concludes the podcast. Well, that was super fun. Felt like a bit of a therapy session. So yeah. <laughs> good do you have any final words for any potential daters um just come and try and find me um <laughs> come to south london um have some good chat um that's really all preferably not over tinder if you think you could keep up with this character head to the instagram at single sounds to let the podcast know you'd like to date this character that's all from me this week i hope you have a great week and i'll see you next tuesday okay.